Hello, everybody, and welcome to the most exciting episode <laughs> for you today, or that we will ever put out. We are doing, and I do not mean that sarcastically, I think we will have a lot of fun with this episode here. Uh, we are doing D'Angelo Ooh. today. Exactly. I feel like I'm too white to know who this artist is. <laughs> well, he is uh, consistently in the uh, top 10 greatest albums of all time yeah with one of his albums here which we'll re- will uh we will be reviewing here in a, about three minutes <laughs> <laughs> just just so you know it's also his second released album <laughs> honestly uh, though you probably ain't wrong um yeah so d'angelo just just for the people who don't know he is a uh a, a male he is you know uh also known as Mike or D or he's nuts, yeah. Uh, but he is a singer songwriter with genres including neo soul, funk, hip hop, soul R and B, and progressive soul. All genres we are very familiar oh, with. Oh yeah, I'm so, a big uh, neo soul fan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan of that other big band in neo soul. You know, you know the one. Yeah. Yeah, you, you show me him. You know him. Uh, who? Exactly. I know shit. <laughs> um, yes, this this man was apparently considered a uh, a sex symbol at one point. He did not enjoy I mean, that. I could see that. He doesn't enjoy it, but then you look at all his album yeah, artwork. I mean, shirtless and... Anyways. Yeah, uh, anyways, uh, let's uh, get started here with his first album, Brown Sugar. From 1995. Andy, I'll let you start. I want to hear your opinions on this. <laughs> what, did um, you, what did you give this album? I got... D plus. Okay. The only song I knew off here was Cruisin' because it's a cover. Really? Yeah. Oh, I Smokey didn't know that. Smokey Robinson cover. It's a pretty popular song, actually. Okay. Oh, uh, Yeah. I mean, this album wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Brown Sugar was a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of like shit, damn motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I just, it was a very well produced record. I'll tell you that. Uh, it felt yeah. like it at least. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, dude, I don't have a lot to say me me neither but i also did give it like a c plus it was interesting listening to a r&b neo soul album yeah i'm not a huge listener of that type of music which is part of the reason why we do this podcast to find some new music but um (laughs) what just just but but um yeah, this the the thing with a lot of R and B. It seemed like at least listening to this album is that it's really repetitive, yeah. and a lot of it is like they establish what the song is in like the first twenty seconds, and then it just kind of plays that beat the entire song. Really, with no changes. I don't think this album is as repetitive. Yeah, as it gets, but uh huh. 
but yeah, you can you can see it and no i yeah i agree with you mm-hmm. um i still can't believe it's spent 65 weeks on the billboard 200 yeah that, i've I mean, never this, heard of it till just now yeah this album did go platinum yeah it earned him four grammy nominations mm-hmm. uh i like this that uh d'angelo received a 500 dollars check for his work at the venue or he's working at Mm-hmm. with one of his groups and he used most of it to purchase a four track recorder and a keyboard and re- began writing and recording most of the material that would be on brown sugar oh really for 500 bucks <laughs> so and you I don't can't need a, shit yeah right so you don't need a lot of expensive equipment to create I like this too D'Angelo's experience and ability to play various instruments including drums saxophone guitar bass and keyboards yeah aided him in recording so that's a lot of instruments <laughs> Some of them aren't even the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was easy to listen to. It wasn't bad overall, but um, I wouldn't necessarily say there are a lot of songs here that I would go back and listen no, to. Me either. I like this too that he says he was heavily influenced by Prince. He's like, I was one of those guys who read the album credits and realized that Prince was a true artist. He wrote, produced, and performed, and that's the way I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, respect to that, that if you do your own stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I do like that the first song, which is Brown Sugar, is apparently a veiled ode to smoking marijuana. But the rest of the songs are lyrically about romance and love and the classic of and the style of, you know, soul music and R&B and stuff like that, which... Oh, yeah. Soul music. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. It was interesting. I thought his cover of Cruisin' was all right. I don't remember that song. Like, obviously, I listened to it, but I didn't think anything was too standoutish about it. Yeah. William Robinson. Smokey Robinson. Big Motown. Was he? Don't ever love my dad hear you say that. He'll educate you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a. I don't know a lot of Motown. Yep, me either. I do because I get educated about it every time I go over there. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. I don't really have a whole lot to say. I mean, I think I, it falls right in the C plus category. Like, it was an alright album. Yeah, I did. The songs I liked were uh, Brown Sugar, Me and Those Dreaming, Eyes of You, and Lady. So. I don't know why. I just like, just the way he kept saying shit. Damn, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, it sounded so smooth. It's just funny. Damn, motherfucker. All I could think about was, um, what's the dude from The Wire? The black guy? Oh, he's like, shit. Shit, all the time. <laughs> yeah, the- Shit. The police chief or whatever he was. Not even the police chief, just one of the other detectives. Yeah. Shit. Shit. I finished that show at some point. I think I stopped at like halfway through. Stopped after the union. What is that, like season three, four? I think it's three, two or three. But anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's go on here with his uh, next album. What do we got, Andy? 2000s top 10 all time album album at sunday so sorry that was the wrong thing um 
<laughs> we got monster truck jam. Yeah, we, we got two thousands voodoo by Godsmack. <laughs> no, by D'Angelo Vickers. Genres of neo soul, R and B, funk, soul, jazz, psychedelic soul. Chalking mm-hmm. in at a healthy seventy-eight minutes fifty-four seconds. Mm-hmm. What did you give it? Uh, I actually listened to this album twice <laughs> because I really, really wanted to understand why it is so highly rated. Oh, I ended up giving it a C. Yeah, me too. Uh, no, I didn't give it a plus. I just yeah, gave, I gave it a straight C. C plus. I, I, I don't, I don't understand like why it's so popular. Me either. Why it's so highly reviewed. I was reading some like reviews of people that have reviewed this album. And they talk about like the, the complex instrumentation of some like African influenced, you know, music or whatever. And I'm like, I guess I don't hear that when I was listening to it. And Is it? So when I listen to them, not to cut you off, yeah, but it's on top of this. But I just felt like, bro, so many of the songs just sounded the same. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like I was listening to like, what was that fucking German thing we listened to for the best albums of two thousand? Just like an hour and oh, twenty yeah. minute album, but it was only four songs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like I was listening to. <laughs> and I was just like, I did the same thing. I went out of my way to listen to it here at home on my computer, mm-hmm. so I had my like my full setup. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I I don't get it. I, I don't get why this is always a top 10, top 20 yeah. album of all album. time. And it's from multiple sources, not like we're just looking at yeah. one source, you know. I mean, the one we almost always tend to, when we talk about our top, is the, I think, at least for me, it's the Rolling Stone yep. top 500, the one that just got updated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've seen it on other ones, and I just don't, I don't know if it's because I'm not into R&B and soul and all that that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking about this, too, after I listened to it, you know. I was like, you know, being music so subjective. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this album wouldn't fit in my top 500, but just trying to find... Why? Well, not that. Just trying to, like, put together, like, a comprehensive top 500 list that encompasses multiple genres. Yeah. It's fucking impossible. Yeah. Now, if you did it based on sales... Sure. A lot easier. But the thing I also found funny about this this album was that like if you go to Spotify, all his top played songs aren't off this album. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're off. all off Brown Sugar. Yeah. And even even the next one too has yeah songs that are higher, more played than this album. I feel like this one, and I I mean this was obviously a commercial success and a guy, but I feel like this was so much more of like a critics album, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I agree with you. I didn't maybe I didn't hear all the complex whatever whatever but i just i just heard a lot of the same mm-hmm. and i think what you're talking about is like it felt like on the last album or the first 20 minutes or 20 seconds god 20 minutes i wouldn't even listen to this album if every song was <laughs> long first 20 seconds pretty much dictates the song i felt the same way here mm-hmm. but i feel like there's also songs like that that um stand out to me you know there's a lot of Rap songs that the beat's the same for the whole song, but you yeah. can you can do a lot in there. Mm-hmm. I feel like this to me didn't do a lot throughout the growth of the song. Yeah, because and I think part of it was the vocal style because there wasn't a lot of range. It was a lot of kind of like it wasn't like low talking, but it was kind of just like a smooth talking yeah. type thing. Whereas um, 
on some of those other songs, those like rap songs that have the same type of beat, they'll change their vocals like yeah. up and down or fast and slow and things like that. And there weren't things that I felt were in this type of. Yeah, and maybe this just isn't. I don't know music for me. Like it just doesn't fit what I I want to sit down and listen to. Which yeah. is, which is fine. I'm not taking anything away from this album. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is a big album, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely find more albums if I did my own 500. I would never attempt to sit down and do my 500, 500 greatest oh, albums. But yeah, I don't even think I've listened to 500. Well, actually, at this point, we got to be getting close. Yeah, probably. Hey, if every band we listen to had 10 albums, we're already there. I mean, some of them had 12, some of them had yeah, 17. Well, we might already have listened to 500 albums for this. Pr- <laughs> I mean, like, I think I could probably sit down and come up with the top 25. Oh, highly yeah. subjective, but... Yeah, because there would be our own, yeah. what we've listened to and things But like doing that. a whole list comprehensively, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, whatever categories they used for that, I could see this being up there, but for me... Nah, I just yeah. don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't either. It was, I I enjoyed a lot of the like bass grooves that they had in a lot of these songs. There were some interesting melodies here and there, um, but yeah, overall, like I just maybe maybe I got caught up on the fact of like I anticipated this album to be amazing, um, but I didn't understand why. You know, it was so amazing. So, the only songs that I... I think the the best song on here is Untitled, How Does It Feel. Um, I think that's the standout song for this album. Um, but I also did like One Mo' Gin. I really like the beat and groove that they had on that song. But other than that... Nothing. I really I really feel like I might be too white for this album. <laughs> I, I think that's the next one. Well, yeah, but I mean, and I don't say that in like a derogatory or anything. Yeah. But I also feel like you got to kind of grow up with this type of music. Well, that too, but I was going to say, you got to like take into context when this album came out, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like late 80s, I mean, this is early 90s, right? No, it's 2000. Oh shit, never mind. Yeah. Why am I thinking, oh, it's probably still stuck on Oasis. Yeah. But I I mean, I'm trying to say how it sounds, so that sounded like, you know. Wrong. Like, but like rap and all that hip hop started really taking off in the '90s. Obviously, the '80s it yep. had some, and then like this is right before rap and a lot of that other stuff become mainstream. Big. So this is as I'm still trying to say that's not racist, but like black culture is just like exploding. Yep. Into like no, it's true. Into the mainstream. Yeah. And like this feels like just a culmination of like a crossroads almost of like the R and B and soul side of it mm-hmm. to the rap, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of takes the best of both. So I can see that front. Yeah. But I'm not big into like either of those, you know, kinds of music. And I, I joke, I say I'm, I'm I'm too white. And you're right. You have to go up for this music. And maybe it's because this isn't the music I Usually I grew up listen listening to. to. And that's not to say I didn't grow up listening to African-American artists, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously my dad's big into Motown, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, you know, the big African-American music front. But I, I say I'm too white because like, they weren't playing like you know, other things growing up. It was yeah, so. and this isn't this kind of stuff that you'd really hear. No, at least on like the radio or something. You know, um, maybe I mean, if you had the specific station, but right. If you look at two of the difference of us mm-hmm. in household, your knowledge of you know Spanish and 
Latin oh, music yeah. is a lot more from growing up with that. Yeah. So you would you would hear more of that. And mm-hmm. That's why, I, like, I joke, I'm too white for this album. But <laughs> in a way, you know. Yeah. I was never, like, shown this album. So to me, I also, maybe I don't understand it there, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, maybe a lot of critics that are into the, were into this music at the time and all that mm-hmm. is why it gets so highly rated. Yeah. Because when the time it came out, it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Or people who can, I don't know. But cause I don't ever hear anybody nowadays talking about D'Angelo. Like, it's not... No. I've never heard anybody ever mention me, who are you, the artist you like? Oh, D'Angelo, or, you know? Yeah. But I think when you take some of these into consideration, too, the time they came out and the influence they had they when were, they came out. Yeah, probably yeah. really big. Because, I mean, in a few years, Usher becomes, like, the biggest... Dude in the world. The dude in the world, and he's basically just doing more hip-hop version of this. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Lil John, these side boys, <laughs> Usher, Nelly. Yeah, I mean that. Um, I don't know who else. It. I mean, it takes a lot of that but, pops up, and it marries a lot of what D'Angelo did to mm-hmm. like a lot of the mid more upbeat. Well, to the mid nineties rap, the more like you know, it, yeah. it marries those two things together. I feel like. Yep. So I feel like looking back twenty two years down the road, it doesn't feel like it had that big of a culture impact because. Yeah, because we weren't there to experience yeah, it. Yeah, we wouldn't know because that wasn't the culture we grew up in either. Yeah. So We were also 10. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was still listening to Millennium by the Backstreet Boys when this album came out. So my music <laughs> taste was whatever played on the local Top 40 rap station, which was definitely not going to, I don't think, would have been D'Angelo. Yeah. Or if he did, like... I wouldn't have even noticed because, again, not what I was looking for. Yeah. And then, yeah, after this becomes my country phase mm-hmm. when... I find Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. So, I don't doubt this is a great album, and I assume people that are big into R&B and rap would really like it. Yeah. yeah. The same way I don't think a lot of people would consider all the metal albums that came out in 86 to be, like... Amazing. Amazing, but yeah. if you talk to a metalhead, it's like, you know, God, P-Cells and... God Tier. Rain and Rain Blood, Blood and... Master Puppets. Master Puppets and Among the Living. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> that it one, is the other. Yeah, the, I know. Consider the fourth other. one. Yeah, to us, you know, those would be maybe considered what this. this I, again, I don't know because in the, yeah, I don't. I don't actually know anybody who's big in R and B. Yeah, or who has cited this as like one of their. Yeah, I've literally never heard. I would have never even known D'Angelo was an artist unless I looked at those top five hundred. <laughs> no knock on him. I just yeah, wouldn't have known. Uh huh. I mean, also, he's only released three albums, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. It was... I agree with what you were saying. I'm like... It's not necessarily something that we would listen to. Right. Or grew up with, you know, so... And this is, I think, the second album we've done that was highly rated, right? Like, off of... Because we did Joni Mitchell's Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Which... I, I, I had, a, you know, a much... I don't know what else to say. Like, a much bigger, like, respect for why it was highly rated. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like that music was much more in my wheelhouse, so... Yeah. That's why I'll see it as more. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know if it needs to be fucking the fourth best album of all time. But, you know, music's <laughs> subjective, right? So... Yeah. Every every interpretation's gonna be different. So. But, yeah, for me, Voodoo didn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of felt a lot of the same. And even, like, when I read through the Wikipedia page of, like why it's so great or the influences it takes i've never even heard of any of any of the influences yeah (laughs) outside of prince you know Mm -hmm. and maybe a couple uh 
Motown artists here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree exactly with what you said. <laughs> Apparently, one of these reviewers says that voodoo unlocks the brain's inner freak like an especially nimble Harry Wooden. I don't know who that is. Me either. I mean, even that... Uh, oh, wow. I completely... Looked the wrong thing. Oh, Harry Houdini. <laughs> but it's it's spelled W-H-O-D-I-N-I. Oh. And the, in the link. And then when you go to his name, it's H-O-U. You know, do whatever. So, uh, I'm curious, though, since this came out in 2000, where was this placed on that list? Oh, 2000's best? Yeah. Hey, I don't even know if it was on that list. It, it is. Hey, 21, American 3, Solidary Man. Hmm. Uh, let's see. It's it's on here somewhere. Because I remember it's at 16. Okay. Voodoo is uh, soulful that it's almost an insult to call it Neo Soul. Mm-hmm. Which is its official designation. While the songs echo multiple aspects of classic soul and funk, along with a few splashes of jazz and rock, the overall vibe is closer to Sly and the Family Stones, the riots going on. Yep. Uh, never even, yep. I mean, I know who Sly and the Family Stone is, but <laughs> both records dig deep into the groove, but also but do so in a loose, almost fractured way that approaches pure art. One of the finest records of the decade, easily. And then there's 15 more albums that are better than that. <laughs> 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 yeah, and uh, I don't know if Voodoo is better than some of those. Well, hey, some White of those Stripes. The style. The steel. The style. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know. I don't know whatever I, I would, to. Voodoo I would or, put Voodoo before some of those ones on the top I was ten. Say, I don't know if I'd to. listen to Voodoo or Godspeed, you black emperor, lift your skinny <laughs> yeah. fist like a tennis of the heavens. <laughs> That was an interesting <laughs> set of albums to listen to. <sighs> but, yeah, anyways. Yeah. I got nothing else. Dude, I didn't have anything to begin with. Hey, man. That's why they call me the Phil King. Yeah. Damn, D'Angelo only 5'6". That dude's short as hell. Is he? Still taller than Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ricky. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything... Also say I think you summed it up pretty well and like why we might not appreciate the other opinions that people have on this album and why it's so great, you know. But we can move on to their to his next album here. Yeah, go for it. Ready? All right, we got 2014's Black Messiah. Very uh interesting name. Oh, yeah. Also, I want to point out that the previous album, Voodoo, uh, he is completely shirtless in the album artwork. Yeah. And some of the other album artworks, he is also shirtless or in very suggestive poses, which is why people apparently considered him a sex symbol at some point. Hey, I want you to know that Black Messiah has been compared to 1971's Sly and the Family Stone, the riot's going on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Two albums he's released, both have been really related to the same fucking Sly and the Family Stone. I feel like I'm going to have to listen to that. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I'm not surprised that one you don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, You might, you probably know one song by them, but... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put it on after we're done here. How many, right. just, how many albums they got? No, never mind. Thousand. Nah, that's a lot. So, what did you think about Black Messiah? What did you think? I about gave it, it a C. Cause did you think I was gonna give it anything else? Yes, I thought you were gonna give it a C minus. Bro, this was there was too much jazz going on for me to give the <laughs> actually yeah there's enough jazz for this to be closer to C minus but yeah I was gonna say uh, did you notice the influences of Questlove on here? He apparently was predominantly no, cut. but I haven't listened to that many Roots. Although the Roots do have one good song, yeah, that I really like. But I I don't again too white probably for this album. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh yeah, Questlove did play drums, drum mm-hmm. programming and percussion. Mm-hmm. Took time off the Jimmy Fallon show to come play. Uh, <laughs> play on D'Angelo's record. Yeah, this is a 14-year hiatus here from this album. And wrote another Sly and the Family Stone album. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, it was just too much jazz going on, and I really just do not like jazz. Maybe it's because we're too smooth-brained. I'll, that's fine. Not just call me fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I said smooth brain, okay? I mean, I don't care. I'll if I don't have to listen to jazz anymore, I'll just you can just call me dumb. Then I'll take that as a good trade off. Right. I mean we do like jazz drums though. I like yeah. And Megadeth. Yeah, I mean I like the jazz inspired metal. I don't like jazz. Yeah, I, like, I know. Just, I don't know. I just hate it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, don't hate I'm it, I guess, a, but I'm not a huge fan of jazz. Yeah. It just seems so random i get i don't know it's just as soon as i started hearing that it's the same shit when we did Joni mitchell i was like all right it's just, <laughs> just, we can just hurry up do this shit yeah so but yeah um yeah i also kind of gave it a c um yeah i the only song that i kind of liked on here was another life which is the last song on the album not because it was the last song Damn, but that's my that's my classic joke yeah you know what my favorite part was the one where he didn't sing <laughs> the ending <laughs> off cake yeah um but yeah it was it's like you said there's a lot of jazz influence in here and it, i don't know it's just not my thing no and though this this album is highly freaking rated too yeah they're all all three of his albums are highly rated yeah. i mean the dude can write music. It's just again, not. I don't know if I understand enough of the influences mm-hmm. to really say if they're like good or bad. You know, like mm-hmm. that's just not into the culture. And maybe someday somebody will like explain it to me. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll be open minded about it. But I don't know, man. Again, just too white. <laughs> widespread critical acclaim I don't know maybe if we listen to him like a thousand more times I don't think that would do it for me because I feel like you really need to understand <laughs> the culture behind the it culture and, and the influences and mm-hmm. all of that to understand I agree it's kind of kind of like you were saying um, why we haven't done a lot of like rap and yeah hip hop is because a lot of those have call outs to like feuds that they have or other things that have happened in history or things like that that a lot of the rap I like other songs that I enjoy Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not saying it's all the songs but I I enjoy the ones that tell a story yeah 
but it's it's a story like I never understand or like it's not stories but like ones that are personal to them <laughs> like Cream by Wu-Tang mm-hmm. Juicy by you know Biggie yeah like those two songs I really like those because I mean they tell the story of them rising mm-hmm. up you know rising to the top or, yeah yeah but uh, I don't know anything about that life or what it'd be like to feel like that or mm-hmm. you know I just like them because one, they're very good popular songs, and two, they just tell they're good songs. Yeah, songs. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. That's why we don't do rap, and maybe someday. Maybe yeah, maybe someday we'll do uh, Fifty Cent. Yeah, we we do. <laughs> we are big fans of Fifty Cent. Surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a fun episode. Do you wouldn't think f- we are, but damn, we, do we love us some Fifty. Love Fifty Cent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give Deanne's like a C. So maybe am I. maybe like an incomplete because I just I don't know. I'll just give it a C. But you know what I yeah. mean, like yeah, like from from our interpretation, like just from our standpoint, like we couldn't. I feel so out of my depth on this. Like, yeah, like I don't understand why. Yeah, they're so highly rated. I feel like you need to understand the influences, like I keep saying, and the mm-hmm. or this was made out of but yeah for now I'll just give it a C it's not anything I'm going to come back and listen to mm-hmm. maybe if we keep doing this podcast for another like 10 years yeah we broaden our horizons more and then we'll come back and be like yeah that's now I understand why you know maybe yeah maybe but anyways so, yeah what do we got next week Andy we are going the complete opposite way <laughs> yeah we're going to uh a band that has three albums that are an hour and a half total. <laughs> All right, that sounds good so far. It's a band that we're going to go see. We, It's going to open for the Dead South when we go see them in the summer. Okay. I, I've never heard anything about them. They don't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, okay, we're off to a good start. They're called Tehan Street Corner Thieves. They're like an outlaw... I don't know, and trash grass. <laughs> the hell is trash grass? No fucking idea, but I've heard one song is it about them. Bluegrass? Like trash version yeah. of it though. I've heard one song by them and that shit makes me laugh. Okay. And so I'm excited to look into more. Yeah. So be ready for a band nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> including us. I expect this episode to get zero listens because <laughs> I don't Maybe know. we'll put some like wacky thing in the title to try to draw people to listen. But to I've it. been in a big country mood lately, so mm-hmm. we might be doing some more country lately. Okay. Maybe we'll actually get to 2000s Toby Keith and we can <laughs> get all the American stuff. Oh, yeah. His version that's, of American That's recordings. the American Man series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right. for now, we'll do Tejan Street Corner Thieves. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that right, but. T John? Yeah. It might be T John. Yeah. Tejan. Tehan. All right, so get ready for that exciting episode. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you.